0: Hey guys, so welcome to Help Mix where you help me release my random thoughts and I help you with whatever my thoughts and opinions can help you with in life. So for the first episode, I don't know how long this could be. This could be 5 minutes, 9 minutes, 10, 11, 12 minutes, but I just wanted to go through these 6 questions that I found most common in terms of football, football, and planning for the future so it's like fitness football and kind of some philosophies on life so if you're not into those three things then go ahead and um, exit the episode if you are then here you are so for the first um question the first question is how to plan for the future and i think um so Just a brief history on what I want as a person. I have, throughout my grade school and high school life, I've been interested in Taekwondo, science, and math. Those are the major things that define me as a person. Um, Aside from, of course, my personality and all that. So, sports-wise, I have been interested in Taekwondo forever. I've been competing internationally and nationally. But just recently, in the quarantine, I have been interested in soccer. And I found that realistically, looking at it, yes, I can be very competitive in Taekwondo. Um, I am at a good weight. I I can level up in the ranks. But I have found that I also do, at this point in time, enjoy soccer more. So... I did my research, which is what I suggest for you guys to do when you make a plan. You research about every single detail of what comes next in your plan in the future. Go as broad as you can, as deep as you can in the web. Go to Reddit, Quora, articles, even journals if you want. Just look at all the research that will apply to your future. So I researched and I found that I can go develop my skills, of course, alone in my own personal trainings, whether it's strength and resistance training, plyometrics, rehab, rehab, prehab, mobility sessions, or just soccer trainings for dribbling, um, ball mastery, passing, first touch, shooting, finishing, and all that. So I can develop those in college and by myself. And then after college I can do trials and then if I do luckily get accepted in the trial I can be invited to the preseason of a team and I will work my way into pro soccer to be a professional soccer player or football whatever your country calls it so going back to the academic side I am interested in science and math so all my high school life even grade school life, I was interested in becoming becoming an astronaut. In my high school years, junior year, I thought of the pathway to that. So I thought of either becoming um, an electrical engineer or an aeronautical engineer. And that was my mindset for majority of my high school life. So I took classes or watched videos on robotics on circuits and all that but again quarantine really made me reflect on what i would enjoy on what my likes are and i found that my likes really changed my interests really change and this is my suggestion is even if you're committed to this one path to your future like if you're committed to being a doctor a lawyer an engineer be open to the other opportunities be open to being an artist be open to writing a book for a living be open to doing youtube doing podcasts because um you can go many ways in life. There are many pathways. The younger you are, the more pathways you have. So just be open to them. Of course, um, relationship-wise, if you are committed, you can't, you're can't. you not really supposed to entertain your opportunities outside, if you know what I mean. But like, career-wise, you should be open to the other opportunities, although still working on your given commitment at the time. So... Yeah, so I changed my interest from wanting to be an engineer to wanting to become a doctor. To, so I searched, I researched. Again, research is very important in planning. So I researched. to I want to be a surgeon, an internal medicine doctor, emergency medicine. What? So as of right now, this is my commitment at the time, but I will be open to others i want to be a sports medicine doctor so again with the reminder that i am open to other opportunities i am open to becoming a professional soccer player i am open to doing grad school masters phd all three of those pathways becoming a doctor sports medicine doctor Master's or PhD and professional soccer player are three opportunities I am very open to. And luckily, they all have somewhat for the next five years at least or four years, the same pathway, which is college. So after college, that's when I can make a decision based on what I want to commit to at the time and what my interests are. And, of course, other factors, financial safety and everything. So, in making a plan, you need to go step by step. Um, You need to make a plan for today, next week, this week, uh, one month from now, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now. You get my point. You have to make those plans because... Think of it as a ladder. Your plan is a ladder, and each step of the way, you have to plan each of those. And each step has to be a concrete action. It can't be work hard, be patient, trust in God. Because, yes, those things are true. You have to work hard. You have to be patient in the journey. You have to trust in God's plan. But you also have to do your own part. And I don't remember the scripture on the Bible, but... There is a quote in the Bible that reminds us, God, yes, will strengthen us and will help us. And he has his plan for us. But we have to make our own actions. We have to work to make our dreams a reality. So, again, you have to plan step by step what it is you need to do to reach a certain goal and then each step you write the factors so for example for me i'm gonna go to college what factors are important to that in choosing my college what's important the financial tuition fees so i needed let's say um you need the tuition fee to be under sixty thousand dollars um or I forgot the currency, other stuff. <laughs> but um, aside from the tuition, you need a good student life. You need it to be Division one, um in athletics. You need it to have good research programs and artistic programs as well. So you search on the factors you list down the factors that are important to you and then you research on those again just research and then you can make your opinion from all the information that you have so next the next step would be um trials so if i so i want to attend some trials to get um to get my foot in the door for professional soccer so what do i do i search again what trials are for certain type of players how much do i have to pay so yeah those are the factors the payment how much is it gonna cost for me to attend this trial the length is it gonna be two days three days or just one day i show my i show up to the game and i play is that the only part of the trial or do i get to meet Coaches, new players, is this outside of my comfort zone? Is it not? So again, you go step by step and you look at each factor that is important to you and important to reaching your goal. And like what I said earlier, is it outside your comfort zone or is it not? And this is just from my experience, but a lot of people say, always go outside your comfort zone, expand it. But what I find most successful is when you are able to balance being outside and inside your comfort zone. Because being inside your comfort zone, you can excel. You excel so much that when you go outside your comfort zone and you do these things, the people observing you are still like, oh, she or he has the credentials to go outside outside their comfort zone and to attend that professional tryout in the MSL or attend that professional tryout for FC Barcelona. Um, because you stay inside your comfort zone in your local team, your local club, your college collegiate team, and you excel there. So you have to balance being inside and outside your comfort zone. That's just my opinion. Again, Uh, I help you with whatever my opinions can help you with. Um, So, last thing on how to plan for the future. I think with all that, you know how to make a plan. You know how to um, decide the pros and cons, the factors. You have to make multiple variations of those. You have to make a plan. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, so on and so forth. Because... We all know that life is hard. We all know that circumstances change. Things that are out of your control can go for the worst. Now, worst case scenario, you have to be ready to go to plan Z. Whether that still leads to the same goal or to another goal, you have to be ready to go plan B if plan A doesn't work, go plan C if both plan A and B work. don't work, and so on and so forth. You just have to be ready because realistically, the first plan does not always work. So that answers just a quick answer for the how to plan for the future. There's so many other ways to plan for the future, um, but that's just what I am going through today. So for the second question, um it's what is the importance like how important is self-belief and confidence so obviously as a kid i'm a 70 year old 70 i'm a 17 year old grade 12 student right now um so again i'm not an expert in life or whatsoever but i think that confidence is really important and of course this is what they always say to us they always say to us as kids um yeah, be confident, believe in your abilities, but just how important is it? And uh, a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm not that confident in myself, but I know that when the time comes, I will excel in this thing. I was like, what? That is confidence. You are confident that when the time comes, you can excel and rise up to the situation to accomplish that certain activity. So, um, I think confidence allows, in the football aspect, I think confidence allows the player to play with more finesse. You, have you seen Neymar Jr. play? He dribbles with such finesse. He does the rainbow flick and the step over and the, the Cruyff turn. Cruyff turn so smoothly and that's because he is confident he has the self-belief that his abilities are elite and will get him past the defender to score a goal um aside from this and i think it ties into the first point that i said when you have confidence you don't tighten up in games so again this is all a from, from a football aspect so you don't tighten up in games because you're confident that you will do this you will do that yes i'm going to cross it in if you're not confident you're going to dribble out to that corner and you're like can i cross this in and then in that split second that you're deciding whether you can cross it in or not the defender will close on you and will get that ball out of your feet so if you were confident then you wouldn't tighten up you would just be like dribble to the corner cross in, then your team has a big chance to score a goal. Um, Aside from that, aside from its um, effects, the effects of confidence on yourself, it also affects your teammates. When your teammates see that you're confident in the right way, not to be boastful, when your teammates see that you're confident, he's confident, she's confident, your coach is confident, they get encouraged to act the same way. They get encouraged that, yes, my teammates are confident. Then I should be confident that we can work together as a team to win this game. That is the effect of confidence to the whole team. And um, just a short touch on affirmations. And I learned this from Arlen Moore from YouTube. Um, I will... Well, I don't know how to link his youtube but just search Arlen moore a-r-l-i-n-m-o-o-r-e i learned affirmations from him so what he does is he lists down he lists down affirmations on his phone and he listens to them every morning which helps him tune in onto his goals and he affirms himself that, yes, I am achieving these goals. Yes, I'm becoming more patient. Yes, I am um, becoming more confident, blah, blah, blah. Um, Whatever affirmations you want. So I suggest doing that too. Just write it on on your phone, on your notebook. Read it out loud. Read it multiple times a day, morning, night, anytime. Just affirm yourself that these goals are happening or I will achieve them. So, um... For the third question um this is a bit more on fitness so what are your thoughts on knees over those philosophies so i forgot what the name of the guy was but i followed this guy hold up um let me check if i have his channel here in youtube i think his name is ben patrick then i don't know but um here so his youtube channel is the knees over toes guy and i believe he has a tiktok and ig account as well i could be wrong but just search the knees over toes guy on youtube um and i personally agree with him and there are a lot of physical therapists and um other doctors that also agree with his philosophy that you can do many exercise if done the right way you can put your knees over your toes to build the tendons and ligaments in around your knees um yeah i'm just 17 again i am no expert but yes i do agree with the information that has been given to me and i just make my own opinion from it which i also suggest to you guys do your research make your opinions on that evidence that you have um so yeah, I don't really agree anymore with the stance that when you do squats your knees shouldn't go over your toes. I believe that you can. Um, but this is my this is my um opinion on it. You have to progressively overload. So I'm sure you know, I'm sure athletes know about pro- pro- progressive overloading for building muscle. So you do three kilograms for your bicep curls. Uh, then you go 5 kilograms for your bicep curls. Um, just um, progressively overloading your muscles so that it gains mass. Um, but yeah, I think that's the same way for the knees over toes. So you just go a little bit over your toe. And then once you get used to that, you just go a little bit further. And then a little bit further and a little bit further. Until, well, I guess you can do uh, what I think the knees over toes guy said as the Asian squat. Which is completely over the toe um i think also an example of an exercise that the knees go over the toes is, is the sissy squats um but i love sissy squats so i uh, yeah so again do your own research on this philosophy uh whether to have your knees over your toes or what um i would love to see more studies on this to read on it and just see how it helps um, patellar tendinitis and other knee related things um so fourth question is what is the difference between a pro athlete and an amateur athlete well aside from them being overall just better um i guess the pro because an amateur can be good an amateur can be very good but pro is just better at every single aspect of the game like an amateur can be the best dribbler in the game but a pro is good at dribbling passing first touch finishing crossing and juggling everything so if the amateur can dribble past him but the pro knows how to work with his teammates to position them in a way to stop that amateur, then the pro still wins because the pro knows how to play the game, understands, the pro understands that to be successful in the game, truly successful, you have to be good at every single aspect of the game. Um, Aside from that, I think pros just make better decisions so they know whether to cut in, they know whether to... Let go of the ball switch sides in attacking or whatnot um also uh i find that a lot of amateurs um and i have been a victim of this as well but i find that a lot of them use bad experiences as hindrances so they're like oh dude i did not reach my goal of two goals for the season and I did not become all state or whatever. And then they get really sad and they're like, oh, this is it, my career is over, whatever, whatever. But pros will use experiences, good or bad, as references, as lessons. Um, And this goes with the philosophy that um, you have to use your mistakes as lessons. Because if you use your mistakes as a wall to hinder you, you will not reach your goal. You need to use mistakes, experiences to get better. You need to say, oh, last time the defender did this and I cut in. It didn't work out. I, just, I got the ball stolen from me. This time, when the defender does that, I'm going to dribble it out past him. And then you see how it works. So, yeah, that is the just some differences of a pro and amateur that I... um can name off the top of my head um work ethic maybe but there are a lot of amateurs that work as hard as pros so yeah uh there are probably many more but that's all i can name for now um for the fifth question when you're in the end here um what do you do after planning for your future so this ties in into our very first question um What do you do after planning? Well, simple. You made a plan. You work on it. You do your specific actions that you listed step by step. You work on those factors that you can control. You, football-wise, again, you work on it. The trainings, you analyze Neymar, Messi, Sergio Ramos. Everyone analyze how they move, why they move that way. analyze um, formations, game combos, everything. Um, you have to push yourself to play at the highest level you can. Um, and this, again, this goes in with the progressive overload. You can't play at level one and suddenly play at a level 10. You have to play at level one for some time. Then you will play at level two, level three, level four. Sometimes you'll go back to level two because... You just need to remember the basics and then you go level 3, 4, 5 until you reach level 10. But then again, I am a believer that you need to remember the basics. So once you're at level 10, you need to review yourself from levels 1 through 9, which is extremely important. And another uh thing, key point that I wanted to say is you need to fine-tune on the details and this goes in with what i said that pros are better at every single aspect it's because they fine tune on details and i think this applies to everything in life like when you fine tune on details you fine tune on how you hit the ball to make it curl the right way you fine tune on how to eat eat how to hit that upper v in the goal um how to do the corner kick so that you're teammate can header it how to hit the corner kick so that your teammate can volley it how to hit the corner kick so that your teammate can um do a bicycle kick i don't know um but um just how it applies to life i think life is all about which details you obsess or like or focus on because for example there's three different people one person will focus on the details of art, one, foc- one will focus on the details of um, racing, one will focus on the details of soccer, so each of them focused on very different details but they also go in three different pathways because they fine-tuned and they focus on different details. That nothing is wrong with focusing on arts. Nothing is wrong with focusing on science. Nothing is wrong with focusing on Formula One racing. The thing is, you just need to find the details that you are interested in, then fine-tune in them. On them. I don't know my ground. Um, for the last question for today's podcast, um, it's how to deal with someone better. So... In a team you're lucky if you're the best player, but most often not, and I think always there is someone better than you, and how do you deal with that, aside of course from accepting that someone is always better than you? I think you need to set your pride aside and talk to that player, talk to that person. For advice, you say, "Hey man, how did you do that corner kick? I could never do it." Or you don't even say it. You don't even need to say that I could never do it. You just ask them, "How do you do that corner kick? How do you do that free kick? How do you do that rainbow flick? How do you step over?" Um, Not just in football or soccer. Um, How do you become more productive? How did you ace that neurology neurology neuro exam? How did you start YouTube? You ask them for advice and if that's not applicable then you analyze them you watch their content you look at their moves you look at the stuff they've done throughout their life to achieve that point and you analyze again details you analyze the details that make them successful you basically study them um yeah because i think a lot of people um they ignore that or like they focus too much on themselves and i i don't get me wrong focusing on yourself is very important it's it's very useful because you block out the haters or that type of um context i don't know how to explain but um focusing focusing on yourself is important because you get to work on you and yourself only without letting the opinions of others um distract you yeah that's what i meant but i also think it's very important to keep learning and the only way to keep learning is to surround yourself with other people who are better than you and you look at what they do and you copy it you basically copy it or integrate it into your life because i think copying isn't a bad thing copying is um it's just how we evolve as people as well there are many there are many ways in which our species involves, evolves, but I think copying is one of the ways because when, for example, this person starts wearing a jacket because it's cold, everyone else starts wearing a jacket, and then they evolve to start wearing jackets every time it's cold. You get what I'm saying? Copying people, um, hopefully in a good way, um, it's useful um yeah uh aside from that last point about how to deal with someone better um i think don't use it as a and this goes with the confidence question earlier but i think don't um allow it to hinder you don't say oh someone's better um What is the use of working on my game what is the use of studying if someone's always gonna be better i think um again you need to accept it and you have to use it as motivation you have to use it as a reference as a lesson to make yourself better to reach your full potential because at the end of the day i think we're here to try to reach our full potential and if you believe in god to complete the mission that god has given us so yeah that's just that's just my opinions those are all my opinions on these six questions today so that is all i don't have intro or outro music yet but i will work on it that's all thanks guys